Jesus Christ revealed unto Nicodemus the greatest mystery of all time when he said unto him in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The miracle of born again is magnificently glorious and deep, yet so beautifully simple that even the youngest child can comprehend it. How simple. Jesus said, born again. Because of the fall of Adam and Eve, the father and mother of all of us, sin and death began to reign upon the earth. All the offspring of Adam and Eve were and are spiritually stillborn. Speaking of the born-again experience, Ephesians 2.1 reads, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Basically, it gets down to this. The first time, we were born wrong. We needed to be born again, born a second time this time, of the Spirit of God. Have you been born again? Would you like to be part of the greatest mystery of all time? Would you like all of your sin and shame expunged from your record, even the lingering guilt? Would you like the power to live a holy and exciting life? God said, man said, has marvelous news for you. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Today, you can be born again. Now for today's subject. God said, Daniel chapter eight twenty three, and in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fool, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. God said, Matthew chapter thirteen thirty six through 40, then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. God said, Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. God said, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end of the world, and certainly no judgment day. These are just doctrines promoted by religious leaders to keep dim-witted Christians in line. Now the record. No man knows the exact time of Christ's return for the church, the soon-to-follow fierce battle of Armageddon, or the end of this world as we know it. But many signs are posted in the Word of God. Jesus said, Mark 13, verse 37, And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. 
This is update 26 of the 21 Signs of Doomsday series. At the end of this feature, we will list the entire series for your perusal. The situation is deteriorating very quickly. Righteous morality is quickly evaporating, and those who will stand for the truth stand in jeopardy of the clamorous rancor of the filthy. Isaiah 59:15. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. The prophecy of Daniel quoted above uses the following words when referring to the Antichrist in God's judgment when the transgressors are come to the full. The maturing of evil is a telltale benchmark of doomsday. Satan weaves a spider's web to snare and destroy the souls of men. One of his masterful techniques is a concept called gradualism. Satan begins with an issue that God classifies as gross sin or an abomination, and through the process of gradualism brings it into mainstream society. Satan's gradualism takes what is basically called an abomination and converts the deed, homosexuality, for example, see Leviticus 18.22, to a mainstream, acceptable, and even desirable deed. Satan parades before men his obvious strong men in academia, science, psychology, the political arena, and entertainment to champion the cause. Over a period of years, he numbs societal sensibilities, and gradualism's process then looks like this. First, abhorrence. Next, tolerance. Then, acceptance. Finally, open practice. This feature will appear very dark to the untrained eye, so therefore this cautionary note. God said, man said, has good news and bad news for the redeemed. First, the good news. We don't have any bad news. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Even the son of perdition, the ultimate antichrist, is good news for the born again, for his entry into the world scene marks the timing for the great taking up of the church where we meet Jesus Christ in the clouds. Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 5, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? Even death itself is good news for the blood-washed. We have good news and bad news for you. Be of good cheer. We don't have bad news. This world is quickly moving to the end. Prepare yourself to meet your God. The world, and yes, the United States, is Antichrist, which is a necessary condition for God's judgment and correction to fall. Remember, wickedness must come to a fool. Concerning the United States, this Antichrist war against God and his Christ did not start with the present U.S. administration. It has been waged gradually for decades, but during the Obama administration, it has accelerated at a breathtaking pace. 
Before Barack Obama took office, the table was set. Satan had prepared this country well. The United States government had already legalized the killing of babies, 55 million so far, in the very mother's womb. It has rejected God and his Bible from public schools and the public forum. It has promoted through programs like sex education and welfare, sexual promiscuity, better known as fornication, and the list goes on. The cover of the June 2013 issue of Whistleblower Magazine, a very good Watchman Association, is titled, The Mother of All Scandals, Obama's War on Christians. Excerpts from different authors have been lifted for your consideration. David Kupelin writes, Take the IRS scandal. Who exactly are these 500-plus Tea Party, Patriot, Conservative, and Pro-Life groups being targeted by the Revenue Agency? Who populates these organizations? What beliefs and values animate them? By and large, they are Christians and Jews who strongly hold to a traditional Judeo-Christian worldview. End of quote. Bob Unruh writes, Members of Congress this year were astonished that the U.S. Army Reserves would use a training brief that slams Catholics, evangelical Christians, and others. The training seminar taught soldiers that evangelical Christians are an extremist threat to America, along with groups such as the Muslim Brotherhood, the Ku Klux Klan, and Al-Qaeda. The anti-Christian training seminar issue came to the attention of authorities when one Christian serviceman objected to the presentation. The following was written by Jerome Corsi. The American Center for Law and Justice has filed a lawsuit in federal court against the IRS on behalf of over two dozen clients, charging that the IRS is continuing to target and harass Christian conservative groups applying to create 501c3 and 501c4 tax-exempt groups, despite White House claims to the contrary. Whistleblower editors offer this. While asking about the IRS targeting of pro-life group in Iowa, Representative Schock, according to a Washington Examiner account, declared their questions specifically asked from the IRS to the Coalition for Life of Iowa, please detail the content of the members of your organization's prayers. Lieutenant Oliver, Oliver North writes, according to the U.S. government, I am an extremist. I am a Christian and meet regularly with other Christians to study God's word. My faith convinces me the prophecies of the Holy Bible are true. I believe in the sanctity of life. I oppose abortion and want to preserve marriage as the union of a man and a woman. I am a veteran with skills and knowledge derived from military training and combat. I own several firearms, frequently shoot them, buy ammunition, and consider efforts to infringe on my Second Amendment rights to be wrong. And unconstitutional. I fervently support the sovereignty of the United States, am deeply concerned about our economy, increasingly higher taxes, illegal immigration, soaring unemployment, and actions by our government that will bury my children beneath a mountain of debt. Apparently, all this makes me a right-wing extremist. At least that's what it says in the April 7, 2009 assessment issued by the Office of Intelligence and Analysis at the Department of Homeland Security, end of quote. The headline of Bob Eurowright, uh, feature writer, reads, Obamacare forcing Christian companies to provide abortion pill. Administration's attack on faith and business prove it doesn't respect either one. 
Matt Barber adds the following concerning an internal Department of Justice document titled LGBT Inclusion at Work, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Managers. Barber writes, Following our excerpts from the DOJ Pride Decree, when it comes to LGBT pride, employees are ordered, don't judge or remain silent. Silence will be interpreted as disapproval. That's a threat. And it's not even a subtle one. Got it? For Christians and other morals-minded federal employees, it's no longer enough just to shut up and stay in the closet, to live your life in silent recognition of biblical principles, which by itself is unlawful constraint. When it comes to mandatory celebration of homosexual and cross-dressing behaviors, silence will be interpreted as disapproval. This lawless administration is now ordering federal employees against their will to affirm sexual behaviors that every major world religion, thousands of years of history, and uncompromising human biology reject. The document continues. Do assume that LGBT employees and their allies are listening to what you're saying, whether in a meeting or around the proverbial water cooler, and will read what you're writing, whether in a casual email or in a formal document, and make sure the language you use is inclusive and respectful. Do attend LGBT events sponsored by DOJ Pride and or the department, and invite, but not require, others to join you. Do display a symbol in your office, DOJ Pride sticker, copy of this brochure, etc., indicating that it is a safe place. Do use inclusive words like partner, significant other, or spouse, rather than gender-specific terms like husband and wife. For example, in invitations to office parties or when asking a new employee about his or her home life. Do use a transgender person's chosen name and a pronoun that is consistent with the person's self-identified gender, end of quote. David Limbaugh writes, Christian groups were identified as potential threats in a war game scenario at Fort Leavenworth. A 2009 Department of Homeland Security member listed evangelicals and pro-life groups as possible national security threats. A West Point study of the U.S. Military Academy's Combating Terrorism Center linked pro-life advocates to terrorism. Evangelist Franklin Graham's invitation to speak at the Pentagon's National Day of Prayer Service was revoked because of his comments on Islam. Houston National Cemetery banned Christian prayers from its funeral services for veterans. Walter Reed National Military Medical Center banned Bibles and then later reversed itself. The military removed Christian crosses and a steeple from a chapel in Afghanistan because Christian icons supposedly disrespect other religions. The Secretary of the Army forbade Catholic chaplains from reading a letter to parishioners from their archbishop relating to Obamacare mandates and their incursion on religious liberties because the letter could be interpreted as calling for civil disobedience. End of quote. A final comment from Matt Barber. When NBA basketball player Jason Collins recently announced to the world that he's sexually attracted to other men, Michelle Obama tweeted, So proud of you, Jason Collins. This is a huge step forward for our country. We've got your back. Jason even got a personal call from the president.
The liberal community rejoiced on June 26, 2013, because the Supreme Court of the United States cast down the law called the Defense of Marriage Act, or DOMA, which defines, defines and defends marriage as that relationship entered into by a man or a woman. This comes on the heels of the Obama administration's announcement that they would not defend DOMA. This is full speed ahead for gay marriage. When Barack Obama went abroad and proclaimed that America is not a Christian nation, he was right. We have become an antichrist nation, but it didn't start that way. From Christopher Columbus, whose name means Christ-bearer, to King James, who sent forth colonizers under the evangelical charter to bring Christ to America, to the following petition submitted to Congress on July 29, 1776, by General George Washington. The Honorable Continental Congress, having been pleased to allow a chaplain to each regiment with the pay of $33 and one-third per month, the colonels or commanding officers of each regiment are directed to procure chaplains accordingly, persons of good characters and exemplary lives, to see that all inferior officers and soldiers pay them a suitable respect and attend carefully unto religious exercises. The blessing and protection of heaven are at all times necessary, but especially so in times of public distress and danger. The general hopes and trust that every officer and man will endeavor so to live and act as becomes a Christian soldier, defending the dearest rights of his country. End of quote. The United States of America has become an antichrist nation. Surely wickedness comes to a fool, and the end of this world as we know it follows. God said, Daniel chapter 8, verse 23, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fool, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. God said, Matthew thirteen thirty-six through 40, then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. God said, Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. God said, 1 John chapter 2, 18, Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end of the world, and certainly no judgment day. These are just doctrines promoted by religious leaders 
to keep dim-witted Christians in line. Now you have the record.